Ulysses, the Rays are 3-0, which means, technically, they are on pace to go 162-0 this season. And nobody ever gets tired of those jokes, Kevin, so that's, that's good. Of course. Yes. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. And we're the host of the Locked on Rays podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked on Rays your very first listen every day. And remember, Locked on Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked on Rays. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked on Rays. And you can also email us, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. As you can probably tell right now, I am not 100%. Uh, I might have to go on the injured list at some point. But I feel like Cal Ripken, I'm just going to ride through it. I'm going to ride through this viral infection and keep recording uh, episodes uh, to make the bosses happy. That, that's what we're all about is making the bosses happy. You I got to tell you, you're you're that that guy, that veteran, you know, that yeah. just goes, Coach, it's okay. I put some icy hot. Put me in the lineup. I'm in there. I got it. Yeah. Don't worry about it. You know, that's, that's you right now. And I appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate that. And, uh, and you know what? I I know that listeners and viewers, because I know people are watching on YouTube. They love it. They can't get enough. They're subscribing like crazy to our YouTube channel. Everybody that's listening and watching, they appreciate that too. They love hearing you and your take. So thank you for being here. I might have to blame the rays for this viral infection because where I was sitting on Saturday in section 209, the AC was literally blowing. Like I, think i picked like the ac duct area because <laughs> it felt like i had i literally i run cold yeah but i had goosebumps over the course within a couple innings well, of going to the ball game in in what inning did you get in there by the way fourth inning uh, i think it was bottom second top third i still got hosed for parking they still got me for the 20 dollars. i'm so upset i arrived yeah. at 130 130 thereabouts. They still got me. They got you, Dang man. Dang it. Well, Stu listens to the pod. Thank you so, so much, Stu, for listening to the pod. Stu, are you subscribed? Stu, you should really subscribe to our YouTube channel. He should. Yeah. He should. Well, uh, the Rays, of course, as we alluded to, uh, they start the season 3-0, and which we kind of figured would and should happen. It is the freaking Baltimore Orioles at home at Tropicana. You got to knock it off. What? You got to knock it off. You you were saying, they went eighteen and one against them last season. You got to knock it off because you said, "Oh, they're gonna score twenty four runs." And there I am watching a two one ball game on Friday. And that was John Means. I that told you. Means. I told you that was gonna be a good pitching matchup. Then the second day, I got the prediction right. It was five three. Okay. I'm telling you, I, they have a good offensive one through five, maybe even one through six. The pitching is not that great. We know that. But they're still a major league team, like Brandon Lau said, after the yes. Sunday's game. Um, you forgot to mention that the Rays won 8-0 to zero on Sunday. <laughs> yes, they did. By the way. Yeah. But uh, with that, it is a Monday, which means – and it is a Monday in the regular season. Mm-hmm. So on the Lockdown Rays podcast, that means it's time for our – what we learned from the weekend. Ulysses, yeah. what did you learn from the weekend where the Rays <sighs> – they didn't score 24 runs like I expected them to do over the course of the three-game series, but they did get a dub, another mm-hmm. dub, and a third dub on Friday, <laughs> Saturday, and Sunday. Yeah, and I think you have to focus, at least in my part, uh, the bullpen. Mm-hmm. I mean, that bullpen 
is really, really tasty to, to see in action. That was phenomenal. Only two runs allowed in 14 innings, and we can just go through the docket here. Spring striking out that side, the side on Friday uh, in his return from ACL uh, surgery. Brooks Raley, boom, gets one out to get, gets the save. The lefty does it in good fashion uh, for one batter. Fleming with a big three and a third innings on Saturday. He kept the Orioles silent. He got the W. Jason Adam, Jalen Beeks, Matt Whistler, all putting together really good outings as well to close it out on Sunday. And special shout out to Mr. Coming Back from Tommy John, Jalen Beeks. Yeah. Uh, Look, the guy has not pitched since 2020. I believe he only pitched six or nine innings in 2020. It was a very quick hook when he got hurt yeah. in that 2020 season. And uh, so maybe not even 10 double digits innings pitch in 2020 and boom, he comes out and, and, and he just, he looked really good. So to have all of these pieces, again, if you're a race fan, start naming bullpen names. It's yeah. crazy. It's Matt Whistler, Kittrich, uh, Jason, Jason Adam. Is Jason Adam the next Lewis head? Is Jason Adam just the, the next find that he's just going to work out just because yes. he's with the Rays and they know how to efficiently and productively uh, get the most out of him? Right. Yeah, it could be. It could be that Jason Adam is the next big thing. And that's why part of the reason when Pete Fairbanks went down, I said it's not that big of a deal. Nick Anderson's still on the shelf, not that big of a deal. Colin McHugh goes elsewhere in free agency, not that big of a deal. They're going to find other pieces and replacements. And like you mentioned, some of the guys that were injured last year, they're coming back too. We, we yeah. totally, it's not like we're mentioning Jalen Beeks so frequently throughout the off season. So to no. see him back is big question though, for you, you highlight the bullpen, you highlight the relief core, which bullpen performance impressed you the most over the course of the weekend. Dude, I think Fleming. I, th- I think I jo- agree. You agree? Yeah. I think Josh Fleming looked really, really um, well put together. And I'll say this, and I this is my 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 bold and not so bold because I've done the research and I shared it with uh, Locked On Race listeners and viewers last year. Uh, if Josh Fleming were an actual starter and not a bulk guy, an uh-huh. actual starter giving five to six innings every day and getting twenty-five to thirty starts every year. Guess what would happen to Josh Fleming? He would be a Gold Glove winner. Yes, he would be a. Go- I love how Josh Fleming feels his position. He is at a tremendous advantage at how he ends his delivery, mm-hmm. and he has that soft contact and ground ball rate that he is one of the guys that is the the grounders that are going up the middle. He is always going to be able to feel those balls very, very well. Look it up in Savant. It's incredible what, what you can see, the ground ball rate up the middle. Josh Fleming is one of the guys that has the highest rate of those types yeah. of results um, of balls in play. And he feels that. He has cold blood, Kevin. I, 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 is he, by the way, is he an Iowa guy, Idaho guy? Uh, he's Midwest for sure. I think, where's Pete Fairbanks from? Missouri. Oh, Missouri. He's a Missouri guy. He's a Missouri, guy. Missouri guys. He went to a D3 school in Missouri that nobody's ever heard of. Exactly. Like that they make them cold up there. I don't know. Is is uh, you think Missouri is colder than Indiana? 
It's probably about the same. It's still a terrible place to live. I'll just say that. It's not fun. <laughs> well, I mean, it's very cold, and he and he can show that he has cold blood because every grounder up that metal, I always see yeah. Josh Fleming so ready to, uh, well, like he did on Saturday. He turned two. That was such a nice play. Also, how effective he was with his pitch count, how efficient he was, how quickly he worked. And you mentioned fielding his position. He knows he has to have that ability with as many sinkers down that he's going to throw. Yeah. He's going to force balls into the dirt and he's got to be ready to capitalize on that. So that was very, very impressive. And uh, is it just me or did it seem like he had a little bit increased velocity from prior years, getting that sinker up 92, 93 at times? It, it seems, again, the lefties, the soft contact lefties, I think we're going to see a resurgence in both of them, Josh Fleming and Ryan Yarbrough. I think we're going to see yeah. a, a kind of a pickup of, hey, no, that was a blip. That sucked. We're back. I think that goes for both Josh and Ryan. Yeah, you got to love it. Yeah. Uh, ben Online. It is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start, of course, of the Major League Baseball season. Bet Online, it is your continued source for all your sport wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. So head over to the website today. Or use that mobile device of yours to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online. It is where the game starts. Uh, Ulysses, I, I guess I really interrupted you. I didn't know if you had another takeaway or big moment from the weekend that you wanted to uh, throw out there. I, I do. It has to go with uh, the the pitching still. I want because uh, okay. I know you're probably going to focus on the offense uh, as you as you foreshadowed and on the Friday episode for seeing a lot of runs by the race. But I, I said on Friday that if there was one guy that they would push a little bit more on the st- on the staff, it would be Kluber. Uh huh. And I saw that. I saw that because if that had been any other pitcher on Sunday, and uh, you're about to finish the fifth. And you have a, a, a tough time with Mullins, and you get, and now there's a man on first. You would have seen Kevin Cash get out of there, right? Any other pitcher, McClanahan, anybody, Yarbrough, Fleming, you name it, whatever. With Klubot, yeah, he remained in the dugout. So that's the kind of leash. Like, yeah, you might be like, dude, it's one batter. Yeah, but it's. Those are the leashes that are given out at the trop and wherever right. the Rays are playing. It's either the no leash or the half an inch leash. Well, guess what? Yeah. If you win two, two Cy Youngs and you're under uh, Kevin Cash, you're going yeah. to get the half an inch leash. You've won two Cy Youngs and finished top 10 two other times, and you're not a 23 or 24-year-old <laughs> rookie or second-year player. So you get yeah. the benefit of the doubt there because he did, what, walk four mm-hmm. in that game but still was able to get out of it and capitalize. So, oh. uh, well, I guess I have a little follow-up question there. If you're going to focus so much on the pitching between Corey Kluber, Drew Rasmussen, and Shane McClanahan, which starter had the most impressive outing? From I th- your perspective, I think Kluber. They all face the same lineup, yeah. And and who kept him at at, at zero? It's got to be the the veteran. And again, I really like the veteran in the middle of the rotation. Yeah, number three. I like it. It's a I nice like little it. bridge between yeah. four and five, one and two. That's not a bad. Yeah. Although I guess maybe when Shane Boz comes back from injury, you put him in the number two spot and move Rasmussen to four. Rasmussen at number two seems a little high. Really? Seems Even with the success high. from last year? 
Yes, even with the success from last year. I will say this. Um, I'm glad you shouted out Kluber. And I know that, you know, Shane McClanahan starting off, it wasn't the greatest start, uh, you know, hitting a batter with what your first pitch. <laughs> yeah. uh, but as he settled in and settled down, I continue to be amazed by a 98, 99 mile an hour fastball with late tail. And I continue to be impressed by that really sharp curveball. I still think he maybe goes to the well with the slider too much. It seems like whenever a pitch gets hit and gets hard from McClanahan, it's on that slider that he leaves up in the middle of the plate. Yes. And, and, and I, that we talked about that earlier on, on last week, man, he needs to stop being so enamored, seeing that triple digit on the fastball. And then, like you said, like go into the slider all the time, dude, yeah. he used his curveball so much better this time around. And that's when he was getting success. You've yeah. got the tools. You've got the changeup. You've got the curveball. You don't have to be a fastball slider guy. You know who has to be a fastball slider guy? Patino. Yes. You know who has to be a fastball slider guy? Rasmussen. The entire you bullpen. You don't have to be that guy, Shane McClanahan. You've got a curveball. You've got a changeup. Use those. You, you're going to get so much better whiff rates and chase rates if you're keeping those batters you know kind of guessing and so i agree it i think the nerves were definitely a factor for him but he did uh settle down after the second inning yeah um getting to my takeaway or takeaways yes. from the weekend uh one i think this is sort of low-hanging fruit but oh my goodness it is so fun to watch wander franco play it oh, is yeah. so fun to watch him. And as you had mentioned previously on previous episodes that the defense would come around, it would turn around. I think we're starting to see that. That's my man. Uh, yeah. We're Let's seeing go. him make diving plays up the middle, seeing him get the backhand, seeing him go from the shift and making catches in no man's land and left center field. And it <sighs> turning the double play when a, a throw to him, isn't that great on the turn like that. And not even get into the offense because yeah. I am I am totally convinced just based on yes. what I saw at the end of last year and what I saw in these three games that he is not only going to get MVP votes, but I think he could finish top five, top six in the AL MVP. And I think he could very well be a seven war player. And I think he very well could hit over 300. And I think he very well could slug over 500. And I think he very well could be a 2020 player this year. And one more thing. Say it. Say it. One more thing. You missed Gold that one Glove thing. Finalist? Gold Glove finalist for Wander Franco. It's happening, people. Book it. Book this thing right mm. now. Wander Franco is going to be a Gold Glove winner. He is going to be. That was silky smooth, baby. Yeah. I mean, look, the guy, if the Rays are giving him 11-year, 180 million contract. On the open market, he would, he would be worth like $600 million. Well, that's the thing. They wouldn't do that, right? So yeah. what makes him do that? Everything. He's different. Work ethic. Yes. They works at his craft, man. And so that, that uh, to me, was impressive to see that growth on the defensive side. And you haven't even touched the, the offensive part, which is yeah. also video game-like. It's like he's playing adult softball. It looks yeah. like the game is that easy for him. His hands are so quick. He can hit it wherever he wants. Hit it up the middle. Okay. Hit it the other way. Okay. Pull the ball. Okay. <laughs> hit it from both sides. Okay. It is. And I know it is the Orioles, but that those are still professional major league pitchers. And I don't see 
what I saw over the past couple of days from Wander Franco tells me that he is just absolutely picking up where he left off. And what I also like about the complexion of this team thus far, and this ties into Wander Franco and his hustle and energy and enthusiasm. I like the dynamic of this team. I like the athleticism of this team. I like the speed and the yes. wheels of this team. Yeah. It kind of sucks that Austin Meadows isn't on the team anymore. It kind of sucks that Nelson Cruz isn't on the team anymore, but you see how many of these guys can beat out infield singles. That's you amazing. see how many of these guys have the capability to get a triple. I think that's, I don't want to say it's a market inefficiency, but I think it's something that the Rays are going to be able to use and capitalize to their advantage where you have so many other pitchers out there, uh, in the big leagues uh, that throw such nasty breaking stuff that you're going to hit the top of the baseball and you're going to drag it into the dirt. And yeah. can you hustle it out? Can mm -hmm. you hustle out that chopper? Hell Ramirez showed he can Randy Rosarina showed he can wonder Franco showed he can. I'm sure Josh Lowe can. Yeah. I'm sure go down the list can like, I think that's what really is going to help this team of, you know, taking the extra bag, using your legs to your advantage Okay, uh, Wander Franco, he gets a single. He steals second. Uh, he moves over on, on something. And then Mike Zanino, sacrifice fly, you're home. That's your run. I've, I Thank you for pointing that out because we, we haven't touched the, uh, on that point yet. I saw sacrifice, uh, sacrifice flies. I saw moving the runner over. Yes. I saw ground outs that became RBI ground outs. That's, a th that's big. That's big. That's why having that little bit of extra speed as opposed to maybe Austin Meadows at third, it's somebody else at third, it's Josh Lowe at third, and he's able to get to home before. And that's throw. and that's not even yeah. I I know what you're what you're saying with with you know Austin Meadows maybe not not so fleet of foot, but take him out of the equation. You didn't see that before. You didn't see that as much. I know it's only been three games. I know you can't just judge like oh yeah. the 2022 team is different, but from what we've seen in 2022. I like the putting the ball in play. I like the the unselfishness of saying I'm just going to sell the hell out of this yeah. uh, swing. No, like a sacrifice fly is going to tally up those numbers that the, the traditional numbers that pe some people hate and some people love way too much. That's going to help because you know what? At the end of the day, as long as you have more runs than the other team up there, you're winning. Yeah. It's that simple, isn't it, Kevin? To just score more runs. So anytime you can just put the ball in play. Yeah. You know, there was, I think, either on Friday or Sunday, there was a, a situation where it was a, it was a, um, I think it was the Harold Ramirez one, a, a chopper to the pitcher. He doesn't field it cleanly. And because he hustled, he slides into first base and then it becomes a beginning. Yes. Yeah. Those are huge things. Those are the little things that make you, uh, you know, a, a, a competitive ball club that's going to the playoffs and hopes to succeed in it to a, a team that might yeah. win 63 games. And I think it's also, you have so many guys on this roster that can put the ball in play. That's where it's so needed and necessary to have that athleticism tied in with that. Like Francisco Mejia is going to put the ball in play. G-Man Choi can put the ball in play. Um, Josh Lowe, we, we saw, can oh. put the ball in play. Manny Margot, of course. Yandy Diaz, of course. Uh, Wander Franco, of course. So it's just a lot of action. I love seeing more action as opposed to the three true outcomes. 
and before I tell you who really surprised me this this weekend, I got to tell you about Built Bars, Kevin. Okay. I know you're feeling under the weather right now. Yeah, I need some Built Bars. But you need something to make you feel good that's not going to make you feel guilty. So what is that? That's Built Bars. So I know Kevin Wise, after this episode, he's going to go to Built.com, and he's going to compare all those macros to candy bars, and then he's going to see, wait, Built Bars are 130 to 180 calories compared to, to candy bars are 200, 300 calories each. So why am I going to go get that sugar? No, no, thank you. I'm going to get Built Bars. They are healthy and they're delicious too because they're covered in 100% real chocolate. So he's going to go to Built.com. He's going to use promo code LOCKED15 as you should too because it's going to save you 15% off your order at Built.com. So choose your most delicious fla- flavors on there. Built.com, promo code LOCKED15, and get yourself some Built Bars at Built.com. So, mm-hmm. you talked about Austin Meadows. Obviously, this guy did not come through trade, but was drafted by the race. We all know him. We all are going to probably love him. Yes. Josh Lowe's at bats have been fantastic. Mm-hmm. They have been... I mean, it's very, I'm going to say wonderful, and you can put the A yeah. on there if you'd like, if you're a closed caption guy. Uh, but he's no one. He's let's no wonder. But our, Let's not get ahead of ourselves. No, he's no wonder, but they've been wonderful. Yes. Because three two counts, three two counts, fouling pitches up, up, down, left, right. I mean, he right now is feeling really good about yeah. himself. And the triple, you saw the speed, I, you see the hustle. I don't know. I think... Josh Lowe is going to quickly become a fan favorite uh, in, in Tampa Bay. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, you, uh, as a rookie, just getting you know a couple plate appearances in the bigs, and you can go from an 0-2 count to a three-two count. Like he's got. I mean, we we've said it that there was nothing else he could do at the minor league level. You yeah. had to call him up. You had to crap or get off the pot yeah. with Josh Lowe for all intents and purposes. And uh, one last thing before uh, we move on to. Uh, the series preview with the athletics. Uh, I love, I love, I love, and I don't know if this is going to change throughout the course of the season or what, but, and I know that the Rays love to mix and match the lineups and everything like that, but I love keeping Wander on a consistent, you're going to bat second and you're going to play short and we're going to keep it simple. Always bat Wander second. Always put Wander at short for the foreseeable future. One hundred percent agree with you on that. Like, put Wander Franco on, on uh, at second and, and, and at second in the lineup and at yes. shortstop. Uh, that's that's the way to go. And I want them every every team. I want them to highlight that second spot in the lineup, yeah. saying this is the guy we do not let be. be. And I really liked. It's very Raisian. But I really like the way that they developed that opening day lineup because I to have Randy Rosarena back to back with with um, uh, oh sorry that that wasn't that day uh, they had Harold Ramirez third mm. and then first oh God I'm blanking I'm blanking who was batting first that day I'm blanking but anyway they had Harold Ramirez sandwiched Would be between. Was it Yandy? Yeah, it was Yandy, maybe. Yeah. So Yandy, Wander, Harold, and then Randy. I love that because Harold would probably be the the lesser bat of all of them. But to put him before 
uh, uh, Randy. And then after Wander, it will just make him yes. see better pitches. I love that idea. Yeah, the Rays are very clever with their lineup construction for sure. But it, it makes it so much easier for Kevin Cash and company when you can just say, yeah, we're penciling in Wander at two. And then we fill in the rest of the pieces yes. around that and after that. Uh, because that's really becoming a trend is you put your best hitter, mm-hmm. your most complete hitter, which Wander is on this team, yep. uh, you put him in the number two spot. We saw it with Mike Trout, the yeah. Angels. We've seen it with other guys as well before. Um, okay, so uh, the Rays, they have a not a three-game series, but a four-game series with the Oakland Athletics. So I fully expect the Rays to start 7-0, and not 6-0. and Um <laughs> I look at these pitching matchups. You're going to make this this this, this uh, season very long if you're going to keep doing this. Pete Blackburn versus Luis Patino. Somebody named Adam Oler Aller versus Ryan Yarbrough. I thought it was Paul Blackburn. Is it Paul? I thought so. The fact that we don't know that. We know the last name is Blackburn. Uh, yeah. I think it's Paul. Pete or Paul. Okay. Blackburn versus Patino. Never heard of you either way. Pete Blackburn may be a hockey writer. Maybe that's where I'm getting it mixed up. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Adam Aller, Oler, yeah. whatever, versus Ryan Yarbrough. Then it's uh, then it becomes a little bit more challenging with Frankie Montas versus Shane McClanahan and Cole Irvin versus TBD, which could be a bullpen day. It could be Drew Rasmussen. But I fully expect the Rays to not necessarily sweep, but I think they should be able to win the series against an athletics ball club with they're not as bad as the Orioles, but they're bills of the AL West. I want to take the first two for sure. So start the season five and zero because Paul Blackburn is a guy who has been in the league for a while. But sometimes people uh, forget that you you can be in the league for a while and not be known. Like yeah, I don't I don't know who Paul Blackburn is. Hundred and forty. Oh, it is Paul Blackburn. Yes, you're okay. right. <laughs> Hundred forty innings pitched in a five seventy four ERA. I know ERA is not everything, but uh, you know it's it's it's. I He's would yucky ex- yarbs his entire career. It's yeah, exactly. Even so worse, actually. I, I would expect the race to to win the first bout on Monday. I would expect them to beat the second one because I think Adam Aller would be making his MLB debut like that Tuesday. Yeah. So I, would, I don't think Adam Aller is a top prospect. I feel like I would have heard of Adam Aller. Once right before, so then then you're two and zero against them. Then it gets difficult. Frankie Montas, a lot of Rays fans would like him to be wearing Rays colors. Uh, I don't know if that's actually going to happen. And then Cole Irvin, uh, the lefty. So actually, they the, the Oakland A's will be throwing three righties in a row: Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So expect a lot of Josh Lowe. That's good. A lot of Brendan Lau. That's good. He had a big home run, and uh, Wander Franco from the left yeah. side. So. Uh, you know, I, I didn't. Have, I, th- I don't think I ever mentioned this during the lockout. But following these guys through social media, man, the work that Wander Franco was putting up online, albeit impressive, yeah, it was so many, so many clips from the left side. Mm. I think he took that to heart. And yeah. uh, in his offseason, he was working from the left-hand side. So let's see how it goes. I think he's batting 580 right now. It's stupid. It's like, it, you're right. It seemed like this season series was a... a adult softball. Adult you're softball. That, 600, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. You throw anything and he'll, oh, okay, you, you're going to throw me a fastball inside. I'll just put my hands in and, and drop it. So, yeah. yeah. Um, now, yes, while 
the athletics will throw out a couple of good starters in the second portion of that series. Uh, have you seen the lineup for the athletics? It's not great after Tony Kemp and Tony Kemp is number one in that lineup. This so. is, this is the lineup that the athletics put out on Sunday's game against the Phillies, which they did actually somehow find a way to win. Is their first win of the 2022? Yeah, Good there we them. go. Started one and two on the year. Yeah. Tony Kemp. Okay. Elvis Andrus. Okay. Sean Murphy, Seth Brown, Stephen Piscotti, Billy McKinney, Kevin Smith, Austin Allen, Christian Pache. That is your lineup. No Matt Olson, no Mark Canna, no Matt Chapman, no Sterling Marte, no Ramon Laureano, who's still suspended for 25 more games, no Josh Harrison uh, on the pitching side, no Chris Bassett, no Sean Manaya. This is as fire sale as fire sale could be yeah. with the Oakland Athletics. Like th- this is totally punting the season with this lineup that they're throwing out. If if you're a pitcher, are you are you scared of facing that lineup? I don't think so. No. This is honestly to me, and I don't mean to disrespect these guys, but this looks like a triple A line. Oh no! Oh come on! No, it's not. Yeah, no, it's a good Triple A team, oh. like a Durham Bulls Triple A team. Tony Kemp, Elvis Andrews, uh, Sean Murphy, Seth Brown. Like that's that's Christian Pacheco is is an up and coming prospect that oh, people have forgotten about. Prospect, yeah, they can't hit yet. <laughs> well, I don't know. He's in three hundred. Um, I know it's a it's three. This is series. okay. This is replacement level. This, I think, I think it's a very different. Oakland ace team that we've seen. This in the is the last most blah three. lineup maybe in baseball. It's very beige. Yeah. More beige than the Orioles. It's. V- oh, see now that is a take I can get behind in. Even with the hyperbole, I think the Orioles have a better one through five in their lineup than the A's have in the one through five. So if you put those two things together, the pitching is not there. The lineup isn't there. Yeah. I feel pretty good about the first two games. Again, Montas and Irvin are going to be a little bit more difficult, but we'll see. But the first two games should be raised W's. Okay, if the, if the Rays don't win the series, again, trade Kevin Kiermaier. Like, that's Stop. what it comes down to for Stop. me, quite frankly. My God. Um, no, but it it's just, quite frankly, it's fun to have baseball back. Even though it is the, the athletics, which have, you know, in the past given the Rays a tough fight, especially when the Rays do go... Uh, over to Oakland. Of course, this series is at the trop. Maybe the, the athletics give a little spunk. You know, they are a little bit different dynamic. Maybe they've got a little bit of a chip on their shoulder and they play a little bit tougher, but this isn't the most, um, you know, it's, it's not uh, quite starting the year with uh, the Blue Jays and the Red Sox, if you will. It's this, kind of like, yeah. uh, oh, okay. So we got Seth Brown's a cleanup hitter. All right. That's what we're rolling with. Cool. That this ain't uh, our daddy's Oakland A's nor our no, Oakland no, A's. No, no, no. This is a something. This is the new. 2021 Oakland A's. This yeah. is a, yeah. This this is something new. And again, like we said, get the W's early when you can. I know that's no rocket science. Uh, uh, it's actually more of a cliche than anything. But do it. You have to. Yeah. I mean, what are you gonna do? Uh, get it. Wait until September to 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 fight against a really tough back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back series. It's going to get tough in September. So right now, you're facing the Orioles. You did what you needed to do. Now, if you take three out of four uh, of Oakland A's, you've done your job. Will the Athletics win 70 games this season? I don't know. I don't know. Will they win more games than the Orioles this season? Yes. I agree because of the division. Yes. And... 
and then and then and then stop because we have a friend from Locked On Ace who's having a rough rough year. Sorry, and you, Jason Burke. Jason sorry. Burke. Sorry, bud. Yeah, it's tough. Um, I don't know. Be better. What can I say? Be better. Uh, the Rays certainly are. All right. Uh, that'll do it for this episode of the Locked On Rays podcast. Thank you for listening. Now make sure your second listen is the Locked On MLB podcast that is also free and available on all platforms hope you all have a wonderful day stay safe and we will talk to you tomorrow